What's up, fools? This is Nigel McGuinness. Hey, this is TJ Perkins. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mike Bondo. This is Ring of Honor's Adam Cole. This is the Pitbull, Red Titus. This is the king of old school, Steve Carino. The ROH Podcast. Or is it ROH Cat, man? ROHworld.com. Stay tuned, wankers. Or I'll give you the Tower of London. Two, two. Two, two. Two, two. Two, two. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to episode 53 of ROHCast. My name's Harry, I'm the web designer and co-owner of ROHworld.com and uh, at last there's actually three of us here on the show. We've got Stephen, the other co-owner and the editor of the website. Hi everyone. And the man simply known as Podcast's Worst Nightmare, John. How are you doing? Now normally we kick off the show with the latest Ring of Honor TV show but... uh, Last night, yesterday evening, before I was uh, going to bed, there was some some breaking news, John. Um, do we even need the news music, or, or what, what? It just we always need the news music. Well, we'd better play it because there is some major news to talk about. Ring of Honor is getting some matitude. Matt Hardy announced Monday on his Twitter account that he will be attending Death Before Dishonor X10 this Saturday. Yeah! Oh, yeah! (laughs) Uh, And uh, there's been strong rumors that Hardy will set for a major program in Ring of Honor. Um, a quick Leading to, a, to an iPay-Per-View main event, presumably Final Battle. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. A quick Matt fact for you is that he was at the recent Caged Hostility event in Charlotte, North Carolina, where he, uh, he was involved in a confrontation with Kevin Steen at the end to hype a uh, match they were going to have in another promotion. Do you want another Matt fact? No yes. one wants to see this. <laughs> Are you sure no one? This is terrible. This really is terrible. This is the exact opposite of what Ring of Honor is supposed to be about. It's it's not supposed to be about bringing in these names from elsewhere to do main events and you know have title matches and things like that. I mean, and, and all of all the people they could pick, like you know, there's a lot of other guys. John Morrison would be a good pick. He'd fit in well. They picked Matt Hardy. Now it's not been confirmed that he's going to wrestle at Final Battle. But the fact of the matter is, Ring of Honor have announced he's going to be there. Matt Hardy said he's going to be there. He wouldn't be there for no reason. Yeah, there's, there's got to be some... It's got something, to be something, something isn't yeah. it? He'll get slapped by Kevin Steen, or he'll do some sort of promo or brawl with someone that will lead to a match at Final Battle, presumably, which is just... It's, it's the fact that Matt Hardy's on the front page of our website is, is sickening. I think you said, Stephen. But that is a great picture of him. I, it was either that or his mugshot, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I'm interested in seeing is the, the the really bad reaction he'll get in New York. Oh, yeah. I, I'd, I'd, I'd love the New York crowd for two minutes during his intro, and then I'd then it it'd just be awful. <laughs> Yeah, the last time we saw Matt Hardy, he was, what was his name in TNA? Ice Cold or 
Some, Matt Hardy, something along those lines. It's not like 2005, though. Yeah, no, a couple I, of years ago, wasn't it? Oh, oh, you mean in ROH? Sorry. No, 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 no. In, in TNA, like two years ago, when he oh. was. Yeah, when he was part of Immortal, like everybody else, and. Like that, yeah. that wasn't that good of a run. His last year or two in WWE wasn't all that good. Back in the day, I'll admit, I was a huge fan of Matt Hardy. He was actually really fun to watch, but the last few years, is maybe he wasn't motivated, maybe there was something going on with him where he didn't perform like he used to, and hope maybe hope he'll find that old spark again in Ring of Honor, but no, I don't, I don't want Matt Hardy in Ring of Honor right now. No, it's not, it is the last thing they need. With the, with the sort of, you know, they're getting a lot of negative reaction as it is from the sort of the the hardcore fans right now, so I don't think adding Matt Hardy to the show is the way to solve this. And, I, well, and I, it, the problem is that they're not even like surely the the base of a company should to be keep your existing comp- uh, customers happy, and then maybe changing a few things to try and appeal to other you know new fans that maybe don't know the product. But the mm-hmm. thing is that they've gone they they're going sort of full circle. Not even just like little you know at the start of the TV show that you know the product did go sort of more. Yeah, I suppose in you know, yeah, more like TV based matches and the house shows started becoming more like showcases rather than storyline driven you know, uh, matches and and stuff like that. But they've they've just been they've just gone sort of full circle now. And as and I think you mentioned this the other night that it seems now that we're we're just not the market that ROH are aiming towards. That Mm. you know the the fans that are just sick of sports entertainment and just want to see great wrestling, they just don't. They just don't seem to be interested in, in pleasing them people anymore, and want to be able to try and get fans, you know, WWE and TNA fans, which I just I think is completely the wrong idea, and I just don't think it's going to work. No, it's and not, a, especially in the long run as well. Well, yeah, I mean, someone like Matt Hardy's only going, you know, if he comes in for a match, he'll probably be around for a few matches if that, and then he'll be oh, gone again. No, he's I mean, not going to do a run, is he? <laughs> well, I mean, who knows? I mean, that's the that's the reason you need guys like Adam Cole and Michael Elgin to. You know, because they're hopefully going to be in the company for a good few years before they until you know, go on to WWE snatches. Them. Well, yeah, and they're going to, until they go into bigger things. But this sort of thing, I mean, as you said, even if it was someone like John Morrison, who you know was a good worker and sort of still in his prime. I mean, people were saying, oh, you know, Matt Hardy's been in Ring of Honor before, but this was two thousand and five. This was seven years ago. Mm. He's, is he thirty-seven years old now? He's wow. you know he's, he's definitely not in his prime anymore. And I, I don't know. I'm just. I, really I thought I thought this was a joke when I first saw it. To be honest, and then, <laughs> and then it wasn't. It was just a bit. I don't. I just don't know. I just hope this rumor isn't true. But as I said, he wouldn't be there for no reason. It's something is going to happen, and I mean, maybe he won't main event the pay per view. It wouldn't be so bad if he was just like halfway down the card. But I figure if they're going to be bringing Matt Hardy in. They're going to well, put he, main event. He tweeted on. saying he was interested in one match only. He's got a match coming up against Cena in another promotion. So, why? What other match would he be interested in? As long as he doesn't win Survival of the Fittest, because that would be terrible. Well, they're going to announce the, the last entrant, aren't they? On mm. Saturday, Mattitude could be entering, and then if that if he wins, if he enters Survival of the Fittest, wins Survival of the Fittest, and then main events final battle, I think I just think it's over. To be honest, I think that's it. Fat. <laughs> uh, this could be we could be finally seeing Matt Hardy version 2.0 though. Oh great! Isn't it like until like version 14 by now? Surely. 
Uh, yeah, he's had, he's had to update the system at least once along the way, because version of one's some pretty old technology at this point. Maybe he just never updated. Maybe he get putting it off and he just... Uh, is that why it's so bad? Well, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. As you can tell, we're not very enthusiastic at all about this, and a lot, we're sort of just sort of... We don't really know what to say, because this is something I'd never thought would happen and would ever be discussing on this podcast. I think the only, the only sort of defense you could have for this sort of movie is that the hope, well, obviously they're hoping that it's going to do, uh, yeah, people are going to buy the event to watch Matt Hardy, but I just, I just can't, I just can't see that happening. I mean, he's been on the Indies for quite a while now, and I doubt every indie he's booked on gets sold out because they're really, you know, eager to watch Matt Hardy. I mean, and to be honest, Matt Hardy against Kevin Stinney isn't a match that really screams <sighs> must must see. You know, it's going to be a gimmick match. It's going to be a slow, you know, just it, it just won't be very good. So I don't, no. I just, I can't see adding many buys. In, Why not Generico anything. though? Surely Generico is cheaper than Matt Hardy. Oh, we can't say that because they'll start a seven-page war on the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the fact of the matter is, Al Generico can't. He's he's cheap. Must be cheaper than Matt Hardy. He's better in the ring. He's he's liked by the fans. It would make storyline sense. So there's no reason why Matt he's Hardy should be the only person. The only person in my in my opinion that would get a positive reaction against Kevin Steen in New York. I think, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. For final battle, because they want Steen to be this heel. It's not working at this point. Just put him against Generico. No one will boo Generico until he wins the belt. Then everyone will turn on him. But... <laughs> His promos suck. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I just... yeah, even if Generico would cost more than Hardy, I think it'd be more beneficial to bring him in for Final Battle because I think he'd do a ton more buys than Hardy would for that pay-per-view because of all the build they've had. Between... I, I'm going to say this now. If Matt Hardy main events Final Battle, I will not be purchasing it because the only way that companies listen, or especially, you know, maybe the old Ring of Honor would listen to the fans' like feedback online, but... The current Ring of Honor and SBG, they'll be driven by buys and money, so vote with your wallet. If he does main event it, just don't buy it. Then they'll realise people don't want to see him. Because imagine if, you know, all the usual people buy it, and then some, you know, Matt Hardy fans buy it. They see an increased number, they'll be like, oh, yeah, let's uh, let's get Matt Hardy on again for WrestleMania weekend or something. So Let's get Jack Hacksaw Jim Duggan in. Yeah. Oh. Sounds like a great idea. Get Bob Backlund in. <laughs> Yeah, as you can tell, we're not very enthusiastic about this idea, to be honest. No, definitely not. I think we should move on now. Yes, please. I <laughs> think about this. I mean, hopefully, he'll be death before dishonor in the crowd, won't do anything, and we won't have to mention him again. If an angle starts, expect many weeks of rants. Many, many weeks. And the forums will probably explode, I think. I think you're right. John? Well, we go from the man who will not die... To the man who's finding his killer instinct, Jay Lethal will get a title shot in New Jersey October 6th at the show, which is aptly titled Killer Instinct. <laughs> Great job on the title. Thank you. I don't know why I took credit for it. <laughs> um, I'm sure that'll be a good match, actually, to be honest. I, yeah. I'm glad they're not doing that at Final Battle because that doesn't really scream Final Battle main event. Um, personally, I wouldn't have mind um, seeing the seeing it on TV, maybe at the Pittsburgh TV tapings, perhaps, so you know, so people can actually see it. Well, uh, appreciation, 
Oh yeah, fan appreciation night in a few weeks. So yeah, I'm sure it'll be a good match. It's a perfect place to have it in New Jersey, where Lethal's from. So yeah, it's all good. And it's uh, interesting, as you say, to see if what sort of reaction Steen gets against the hometown. Yeah, because yeah. I don't know if it's just me, but nowadays in wrestling there seems to be less sort of you know that like back in like the eighties and nineties when they used to have like hometown guys, they used to get such a good reaction. Mm. That I, I just don't think that sort of thing exists anymore. I mean, I'm sure well, people will get a good reaction, but I'm not sure. Have you sure. seen CM Punk in Chicago? I mean, it depends. It's a case-by-case yeah, case basis, on who really. Is, yeah. yeah. I mean, Brutal Bob got a good reaction, didn't he? At bowling points. So. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Elite, now, to be honest, I, I just said that, you know, I wouldn't want Lethal to get the title shot of final battle. I'd rather have him over Matt Hardy. Yeah, oh, definitely. Absolutely. Mm. Is he red with anyone? Yeah, I'd rather have him over Matt Hardy. I'd rather have John versus Kevin Steen, main event final battle, because because John stole his gimmick. That would be the perfect story, and that would be better than final uh, Matt Hardy. Definitely. I can take him. <laughs> have you got the killer instinct now? That's, that's, the, that's the question. I just have to go start kicking people in the balls, and I'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, while the world title scene is getting filled with challengers, the TV title scene is beginning to shape up. O- Kyle O'Reilly will get his TV title shot at November 3rd TV tapings in Pittsburgh. Uh, he got this. He earned this shot by uh, winning a uh, proving ground match at the Cage Hostility Show, which we'll get more details on later. But this is, seems weird to me. It seems like this is a match you'd want to save for final battle. And it seems... And I understand they want to put it on TV to get more people into the feud, but this seems this is a money match, and it seems like they would put it on Final Battle because it's something people want to see. Yeah, that's the whole point of pay-per-view, as I was saying last week, is you put matches on that people want to pay to watch. So I think, Stephen, you suggested it should be two out of three falls Final Battle for the TV title to sort of end that feud. It'd be the perfect thing to do. Yeah, I think that's what meant, you know, Final Battle sort of all about, isn't it, really? Just having... Mm. Feuds end there, so I think that would have been a good idea, but obviously not. Nope. Well, before Cole has to defend the belt against O'Reilly, he'll have an opportunity to gain a world title shot in Survival of the Fittest. It's been announced that Adam Cole will face the winner of the match at Death Before Dishonor between Silas Young and Tadarius Thomas. Well, Adam Cole's clearly going to win that. He's not going to lose to uh, a guy that's not under contract because I don't think. Solis or Tadarius are signed, are they? So, no, I'm sure it'll be a good match. I've not seen um, Silas Young, but I heard good things about him. Tadarius looked impressive, so whoever does face Cole, I'm sure it'll be a fantastic match because Cole is one of those guys that you can put in the ring with anyone and the match will be good. Uh, going from one tournament to another, uh, Dave has a new article on this site about the tag team tournament. Uh, it's a good read if you haven't checked it out, so uh, go check it out. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, basically, Dave runs through the four teams that left in the tag team title tournament that ends at Death Before Dishonor X10 on Saturday, which are uh, Scum, Rettutus, CNC, and the Briscoes. And he basically says uh, who he thinks will win and perhaps who should have advanced in the tournament that didn't. So uh, be sure to go and Take a look at that article on rohworld.com. I think it's safe to say John is no Don West. No, definitely not. Yeah, Don West, you could Don West wish. 
is he could be as good as me. The way you botch that. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's the morning here, man. I'm not used to being up now. That's that, was almost, that was almost a Sid Vicious. You've, I've got half the brain that you do. <laughs> oh, on, keep your uh, Kevin Kelly segues going. One man who won't be competing in either tournament is Tommaso Ciampa. And a, that's because Tommaso Ciampa could possibly out, be out for up to a year because of his knee injury he suffered at Boiling Point. That sucks. Yeah, that's really bad. Ciampa is somebody who's really grown on me this year. I used to be indifferent on him, but this year he's really stepped his game up. He's been, I think, one of the highlights of every show he's been on, and mm. this is a big loss to the roster. Definitely. And a really bad point he, as well. It's annoying because yeah. they were finally advancing the whole embassy storyline now, and they're going to have to put it on hold, again. hold for it's absolutely the, ages. It's I mean, storyline of all time, isn't it? I'm not sure what they're going to do with Nana now. I mean, will he just People disappear for a few the, months? The forum was suggesting that Prince Nana or, or, or R.D. Evans get a new member of, of the embassy. Some people were suggesting T.J. Perkins could turn heel and join with either of them. That could work, but I don't know how it would logically fit into this storyline. Hasn't like Prince Nana lost all his money again or something? I don't know. It's not really been explained, has it? Which, no, that's we'll get point. to the TV show in a bit. Prince Nana does show up. and Very entertaining. Yes, it, it was fantastic. But uh, now on to some happier news. That will be the caged hostility results from this past Saturday from Charlotte, North Carolina, Host- which is located in the southeastern United States, Stephen, in case you're wondering. Not, not, not the Midwest. Not the Midwest. <laughs> it's, it's, it's moved since last week. It's moved. <laughs> so I'll just go down the quick results. I guess we can give our thoughts on what we, on uh, the outcomes since none of us have seen the matches. Unless y'all flew out to see them. Well, Stephen did, but he went to the Midwest and he couldn't. Yeah, find... I, I missed him. Oh, uh, he, in... he was uh, he was lost in Nebraska. Yeah, ended up in Nebraska. Yeah, and Oklahoma. Uh, oh God, I'm sorry. Nobody should ever go to those states for any reason. <laughs> He's probably just offended someone again. We apologize. <laughs> go on, John. Read the results out. Um, Jade Lethal defeated Adam Page by lethal injection, or via lethal injection. And apparently, he also... apparently it took him three lethal injections to put him away. Rubbish. No, honestly, someone I think someone posted it on our Facebook page that was at the show. They said it took three lethal injections to uh, to put him down. Well, did it take three to put him down, or you just do three to show that killer instinct? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Ah. Yeah. Uh... See, he's, he's not losing it. Just because he's got a title shot doesn't mean he's going to lose the killer instinct. No, but he I'm will sure win he's... the title match because that, there is kryptonite. That's true, yeah. Mm, yeah. Uh, Mike Mondo defeated QT Marshall. Mar- or Marshall. Apparently, this was awful. I, I can't had, see why this would be awful. We've had, I think it was, there was a few different people on the forum that went to the show, and all of them said this match was the worst one and pretty bad. Apparently, Mike Mondo botched the cross arm breaker twice, um, and Mondo it's did a pick up. Difficult maneuver. Yeah. Sorry. It's a difficult maneuver. Oh, oh is it? Um, now. Some people were hating on Mondo, but he's he has had good matches. He had a good match with Strong. He's had good matches with TJ Perkins in the past. Uh, I heard the match with Davey was good. Actually, no, did I see that one on Road Rage? Yes, I did, actually. That's yeah, quite good as well, actually. So he has had good matches, but the recurring pattern with the, with Mondo's um, you know better better showings have been where his opponent carries the match. 
So I don't think putting Mondo, who is still relative, uh, relatively new in Ring of Honor, against a newcomer who's had like two matches, who hasn't impressed yet at all. I think that was just a bad. I think uh, it's just a bad booking decision matching those two up. I don't think it could it could be good at all. You, you just look at that on paper and go, "No, nah, that's not going to work," and it didn't. <laughs> no. Uh, Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander defeated the Bravado via Rana, uh, standing Rana Frog Splash combination. Stephen, um, what are your thoughts on the bandwagon losing yet again? You obviously uh, didn't read your article last week. Well, I mean, it's not too bad because I think CNC will. I mean, hopefully, you know, with them advancing the tag team title tournament, they'll start you know, being on more shows because, you know, they're not in the Midwest. You know, they're not that far from shows. So that's not an excuse for Ring of Honor anymore. That's um, true. You know, they've moved over to the East Coast. Them and North Carolina both moved. So, um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think they'll start, hopefully, start taking more of a you know, major role, especially because, you know, the, the tag team division isn't exactly stacked at the moment, so hopefully no. they'll... And they just, are a very good team. Yeah, I mean, every single match they've been in, they've not had a bad match, to be honest. They always deliver, they work well as a team, they, they're they both good individually, so I think, you know, they're uh, easily could be pushed uh, now, towards you know, Stephen, top of the it, tag division. In, in their first round match, aren't they against Scum? Well, in the yes. semi-final? Yes. Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. What would you think about the Bravados coming out and costing C&C? The match yeah, I, I wouldn't mind that. Cause start I, a programme between the two teams. I think, I think that, yeah, I think they could both put on some really good matches. So I, I would be, yeah, I'd be completely for that, to be honest. Because, I mean, that, that would help establish the Bravados as heels again. Because I don't think... What are they now? Are they faces well, of Well, I think they're sort of in the middle. Because I don't... The thing is that whenever they... Like the, the teams that they face, especially Wrestling Grace tag team, in that match they just got completely dominated for what was it um, about ten minutes. And obviously, I mean, you can't be heels and be dominated for ten minutes. It just didn't work. I mean, they they're even getting some chance when they got some offense in. So I think they really need to establish them either way. And I think they work One better side, as heels. Yeah. I think their their gimmick is much better as you know would work much better as heels. And I think C and C are natural faces really. So yeah, yeah, maybe have them come out and cost them the match and start some sort of. Have that you know have that sort of a little bit of build and have that match at maybe uh, final battle or something or glory by Anna even yeah I may have a match there and then have another one at final battle that'd be yeah I think that'd work something for the teams to do yeah I mean and I it would establish of them... one of them you know ready to then challenge for the tag team titles early next year I think Pro- probably C and C hmm but I mean even if the providers did come out you know in the in the losing sort of side i mean i think just them getting some exposure and them getting a couple of good matches on pay-per-view would would help mm. them as well so i think it's a win-win situation for both teams really but that probably won't happen no, <laughs> we'll wait and see. after all that no it won't happen keep going john uh mike posey defeated jeff lewis neal after a uh, top rope leg drop jlm but after the match there was a, a state of emergency Yes, Steve Carino and Jimmy Jacobs attacked both Posey and uh, Neil. And uh, Kevin Steen came out and said that Cornette wasn't at the show because of that. Steen is canceling the main event so he doesn't get injured before his match with the Rhino. Uh, Rhett Titus comes out and Scum begin to beat him down and the Briscoes make the save. The ring announcer says that if Kevin Steen doesn't compete, he'll get fined. So the main event is still on. Well, all all is right. All a dreaded right. five 
$5,000 fine. Yeah, yes. Yeah, the dreaded $5,000 fine. Oh, I'll never forget. Cha- I'll never forget Charlie Haas walking up to the <laughs> announce table and just throwing the money down the table. That was brilliant. Uh, Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin, wrestling's greatest tag team, defeated Michael Elgin and Roderick Strong when Roderick Strong tapped out to the Haas of pain. <laughs> Get that man a title shot. He just made a former world champion tap out in the middle because of the ring. Haas was said to have gone really out of his way to draw heat. I mean. He doesn't have to do anything to draw heat. He just comes out and everybody already hates him. <laughs> he even went as far as putting a fan's baseball hat down his trunks at one point. <laughs> and I'm surprised uh, if that's on eBay. I'm surprised Stephen hasn't tried bidding on that yet. <laughs> I thought I thought you bought it, John. Yeah, I thought, I, I'm, it's going to be me and you in a bidding war, I think. I know, I, I've already got it up to $75. <laughs> Damn. Well, the show continues with the Proving Ground match. And, oh, or, you oh, forgot oh. to note that uh, Michael Elgin did his current gimmick of, uh, I believe he could have broken up the House of Pain to you know, to save Roderick Strong, but instead he just walked out, went to the back, which is his usual thing at the moment, just sort of walking to the back and not doing something. So I guess maybe we'll finally see some kind of storyline progression with them. No, no, not not the a final battle, probably. They've just been, it's the same thing that's been happening for the last six months between both of them. What's the, what's the point of even having them in tag team matches anymore? Yeah, I mean, uh, we previewed the show last week, didn't we, Stephen? And we, we both said it's going to be... It's, yeah, they're going to lose because Elgin and Strong won't get along. So, yeah. And I'm, I'm assuming the exact same thing will happen at the pay-per-view on Saturday. Probably, yeah. <laughs> No, I think they'll work perfectly as a team and all will be right in the House of Truth. Oh, of course. Uh, well, the show continued with the Proving Ground match, which saw Kyle O'Reilly defeat Adam Cole. Uh, it happened via a roll-up on an attempted German suplex by Cole, but uh, Cole got distracted by uh, accidentally by Davey Richards bickering with the referee on the apron. Uh, I forgot to mention earlier that Davey Richards... Uh, came out and addressed the crowd. Uh, he told the crowd, I love wrestling. More importantly, I love it in Ring of Honor Ring. Uh, he, he apologized, or he said he's ashamed of the person he's been out of the ring last year, and that uh, he'll be making an appearance at Death Before Dishonor 10 in Chicago next week. What do you think he's going to do at uh, Death Before Dishonor? I personally think he'll be added to Survival of the Fittest. Yeah, I think that would make sense, wouldn't it? It would give him a chance to get back into the Sort of the the fold, and I think that would be. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with him and O'Reilly. Whether they're going to start something, or I mean, but by the way, he he got involved in their match. But he uh, cost Cole the victory, so they lead no, to a match between those two. It said accidentally cost Cole. Yeah, so. I know, but in wrestling, there were no accidents like Prince Nana rolling in the ring. That was uh, that was collusion. That was collusion. That was so. Uh, is the collusion here as well? Maybe Team Bandit are coming to Ring of Honor. Ooh, well, that's true. Yeah. Wrestling's most wanted. Yeah, maybe. John? And the show concluded with a steel cage match. <laughs> oh, that such the... a long pause, though. Prodding with a, a stick. Yeah, oh, to keep reading. Read, read the prompter, come on. Uh, the show concluded with a steel cage match that saw the Briscoes and Reptitus defeat Kevin Steen, Steve Carino, and Jimmy Jacobs. 
It took the Ring of Honor crew over 30 minutes to set up the cage for a 15-minute match. That doesn't yeah. seem efficient. No, it's really not. That's that's bad. It must have been. It must have like sucked the life out of the crowd as well. Just sort of being sat there for over half an hour while this cage is being slowly built for the main event. But apparently the match was quite good. Um, was, I think the Briscoes were bleeding before they even got in the cage and. Uh, I think Mark Briscoe did a moonsault off the top as well at one point. So uh, sounds like a good match. And I kind of wish that was the main event of Death Before Dishonor, to be honest. But then again, I think I know why they don't have cage matches on pay-per-views. It's because they'd have to take a 35-minute intermission before the main event. <laughs> I, know, I wish this was a match we, you know, that would be on a show we'd actually see. Because this sounds like it was a really fun match. And a I mean, overall, the, the, show. the show does sound pretty good and... Uh, there was good feedback from everyone who, who was in attendance on the forum, so it, it's been. It seems like Ring of Honor on a bit of a roll with the with the house shows. I mean, they've had some good ones this year, like Unity at the start of the year, and I think since ever since the uh, House Mania, it's sort of gone uphill from there because that was pretty bad. But it sounds uh, like a decent show. Yeah, but uh, one last quick note about the show. After the uh, Steel Cage match, Jay Lethal hits the ring and attempts to attack Scum. To further demonstrate his killer instinct. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's all I've got to say about killer instinct. So, uh, yeah, this actually does sound like a really good show. So, uh, maybe I'll pick it up once the DVD comes out. Well, now you've said it. You have to do it now, and you have to review it on rohworld.com. I said maybe. No, <laughs> there are no maybes in wrestling. <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> John, is there any more news? Or that is all the news. Okay, well, well thank you for that. This week. Yeah, for once. So we, yeah, we kicked off the show with the big news of Matt Hardy, which is such a negative note to start the show on. But uh, anyway, now we'll get to the latest episode of Ring of Honor television, which aired on uh, September eighth. The show began with the final first round match in the. Ring of Honor Tag Team Title Tournament as the Briscoes defeated Blackout, who are Black G's and Ruckus. Um, the Briscoes got the win with a froggy bow from the top rope by Mark Briscoe, and then Jay pinned him to pick up the win for their team. Um, so I'll go to you, John. Um, what did you think of the opener this week? I thought this was a really good match. I... Uh was really impressed. I've never uh, seen Blackout before. I, I don't think I ever watched any of the promotions they've been featured in regularly as a team. Mm. And I wasn't really sure what to expect out of them. But they looked really good in this match, and I was really impressed by what they had to offer. They meshed really well with the Briscoes. They had a nice uh, set of tag team moves and tag team combinations, and it just made for a really fun match and a great way to start this show. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's been um, obviously those four first round matches in this tournament, and three of them were all good, to be honest. The only sort of dud was the Guardians of Truth one, which is sort of expected at this point. Um, but yeah, I, I did actually enjoy this match, and I'm kind of disappointed that Blackout didn't pick up the win here. I mean, you could. I know Briscoe is such a big team in Ring of Honor, but. They can they can afford to lose maybe the blackout cheat or some interference or distraction or something, and that way there'd be more sort of fresh matches heading into the the finals and uh, 
semifinals at Death Before Dishonor. Or maybe even have Blackout face a different team, like cha- like shuffle around who faced who. Yeah. That way we can possibly have got this match on the pay-per-view. That's true. Yeah, could have got more time then as well. Mm, Steven? No, I was, yeah, the same with you two. I, I was really surprised how good this was. I mean, I, I've I've not seen much of, of Blackout, to be honest. And as John said, I was... Uh, you know, I wasn't really expecting much from them, um, but they, you know, it turned out to be a really good match. I thought it was mm. by far the, the, well, in my opinion, the best match of the night. Um, you know, they, they worked really well as a team, Blackout. I thought they, uh, I mean, I'm not sure how long they've been teaming for, but they did, you know, they looked experienced. They they come up with some innovative sort of double team moves and, uh, you know, they, they put on a really good show. So I would, as you say, I mean, it's disappointing that they haven't gone through I suppose when they put up against the Briscoes, they didn't really have much of a chance of going through. So as you said, mm. maybe they could have switched it around and had them face. Uh, maybe had them face the Bravados or something like that. Like that the but, guard. Yeah, that could have been good. Yeah, against the Guardians. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think, um, I mean, I would definitely like to see Blackout, you know, again in the future. I mean, as I said, I think they put on a really good show. So hopefully they'll be given another chance, maybe on a couple of house shows and then maybe even... You know, on, on an iPay per view or something, because uh, yeah, they definitely impressed me, and I'd like to it's, um, see them back. You know, people are saying good things about this Irish Airborne, but it would have been good to put Blackout against the House of Truth because if they are going to bring in these new guys, I feel like they need to make more than I don't know. I feel like Death Before Dishonor is just too many new guys at once. I think it would have been better yeah. to have. I mean, Blackout still counts as this new new team getting a shot, but we have people seen already it before. Familiar with. Yeah, that's that's the sort, and it might tempt people to to watch the pay per view after seeing their performance on the TV show. Yeah, that makes sense. But uh, I, mean, I guess they're I guess they're kind of hoping people remember the Irish Airborne from their run a few years ago. But I yeah, don't. what you're saying makes sense. <laughs> uh, so, we have gone. One, no, let me say one thing that annoyed me about this. It has nothing to do with either team. It's more Ring of Honor production failures. Uh, Bobby Cruz announced. Blackout as a combined weight of 420 something pounds. What? Then, yes, that's what he said. Then they go to the tail of the tape. Like, not even a minute later, the weight of the blackout had dropped to about 360 something pounds. After <laughs> <it>. <laughs> oh, wow. What sort of magic weight loss pillar they are that they can lose that much <laughs> weight in their entrance? I don't know, but whatever it is, we need to find it for some people around here. <laughs> I think someone needs to give it to Matt Hardy. <laughs> well, hey. Epstein would probably benefit more from it. That's true, actually. Um, up next, we have um, the weekly squash match. Actually, no, there's two of them this week. There's actually four matches on TV this week, which, in my opinion, you're, you're is forgetting. Two. You're forgetting Veda Scott. How dare you? What about Veda Scott? She was backstage with Truth Martini. Oh, nothing <laughs> there. <laughs> That's so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've heard about Truth Martini's uh, antics on the Art of Wrestling podcast, so who knows what they were doing. I've heard some rumours that the, you know, when he's he Art of Wrestling, he said one of the names that was in the Uncut Connection. I've heard rumours that it was actually, it was John's name that they blurred out. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Vader Scott. <laughs> No, oh, hopefully people will listen. To, yeah, if you haven't listened to the episode of Art of Wrestling with Truth Martini, listen to it. It's, I've it's, ever listened it's to. Yeah, it's, it's probably one of the best of the art, but uh, best of art, uh, best art of wrestling I've, I've ever listened to. It's really, really funny. Um, so yeah, what, <laughs> we had Mike Seidel taking on Mike Bennett, and we had the uh, dashingly brutal, brutal Bob Evans on commentary. Well, that hasn't been used for ages, that, hasn't it, man? No, it hasn't. Um, 
Yeah, he was on commentary. He had his day off hat on as well because he, you know, he had the day off. He didn't need to be at ringside with Mike Bennett. And uh, Mike Seidel was getting dominated by Bennett in a uh, typical squash match. You know, the, he, get, he got some offense in, but it was mainly Bennett. And then, out of nowhere, there, there was a, a sexual assault, John. Why don't you uh, explain what happened? Um, As one of the eyewitnesses. Yeah, basically, Mike Bennett had uh, Seidel in a kind of submission hold. When <laughs> kind of submission hold. It was a submission hold, but it kind of looked stupid, to be honest. Oh, okay. And, that's, just uh, Mike that's just Mike Bennett wrestling, to be honest. <laughs> and out of nowhere, Mike Mondo runs to the ring and completely violates and has his way <laughs> with lovely Maria. Yes, that that is... That's the only way you can put it, really. It was uh, a shock. His assault. advances onto her and her yeah. mouth, basically. I think the really, the really disgusting thing, from my point of view, is that the way the crowd was, was seemed to be into it, they seemed to enjoy it, and so did and so did Kevin Kelly. He was <laughs> he, he he was making noises that shouldn't have been made in that sort of. Thing, <laughs> to be honest. Can you like, give us some examples of those noises, please? No, I can't no this is a TVPG yeah. <laughs> podcast. Ooh. Um. So, now, I, I, I'm very confused here. Hopefully one of you two can explain this. Um, th- this show is the go-home show for Death Before Dishonor X10, which takes place on Saturday. It does? Um, and Mike Mondo is facing... Mike Adam- Bennett? No. No, oh, Adam- he's not. No, he's not. In a TV title match. Oh. So why is he raping Maria on his way to TV title shot? What does Honestly, this- why I- wouldn't he rape Maria on your way to a TV title shot? I know, I know if I was I know if I was getting an opportunity at TV title, that'd be number one on my list of prepare. Now perhaps he's just excited and he's you know he's running around, he's kissing <laughs> he's that excited. He's just, getting... kissing just kissing everybody, just kissing everybody. there. Every... He's, just, he's, just, he's just running backstage and he takes a wrong turn and he comes out the curtain, he's like shit. <laughs> keep kissing people on his celebratory lap around the backstage. But no, in all seriousness, where does I mean are these two gonna have a match at final battle? I mean what? I think it will be, yeah. What? I think it will lead to final battle. They they had an interaction at um at Best in the World where Mike Bennett no Mike <laughs> though said he was gonna t- take his. <laughs> I don't even know if I can say it. Did he say he was gonna take his shit out and piss on it? With it, that... oh piss with it. That was with what he said, yeah. and then we haven't seen any interaction between those two since then. And he did he did actually say, if I recall this, at that. Uh, show, he said, if I beat you, Bennett, I get Maria, or I'm going to have my way with Maria. So he's just cashing in. His, so it's like the Money in the Bank contract. <laughs> Cashed it in, right there. Yeah, uh, that, I think I'm going to see a match where the winner gets Maria, like, services for a week. One of those see types. Nigel run in and give both a Larry and <laughs> <the winner. laughs> I mean, the, the, the thing people were saying, I think I saw one person sat on the forum, is that but who is the heel and who is the supposed to be the face in this interaction? The thing, I mean, you look at it. Mondo is is running around assaulting women, sexually assaulting a wrestler's girlfriend, and we're supposed to think that he's the face. And he's, <laughs> the, he's the person we're supposed to be like behind. Like, yes, go on, Mike Mondo, and you, you sexual beast. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think this is why they don't have a Women of Honor roster anymore? Because Mike Mondo would just assault them all. <laughs> They can't employ any females because of what Mondo will do. They, Jim Cornette just can't control him. Was Mike Mondo um, trained by Bubba the Love Sponge? <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. 
Um, so up after that match, we had yet another squash match. They managed to fit four matches into this week's show. Um, Tommaso Ciampa defeated uh, Mike Posey in his, uh, which I swear this is just the exact same thing he's been doing since the TV show started last September. But um, we ha- also had R.D. Evans on commentary, who was viciously attacked by Prince Nana after the Champa picked up the win with the Project Champa. And uh, basically, Nana was holding R.D. Evans over the announcer's table, round the neck, shouting at him. And then as Champa came to you know, save R.D. Evans, he pushed R.D. and it knocked the entire announce table and all the monitors off this. Where It's like an elevated stage, isn't it, the table? And it was completely knocked off and destroyed. And uh, They're going to have to remove the table even further away from the ring to avoid any assaults on the table again. Any comments on this? Uh, I know, obviously, this storyline, they must have had plans for it, but with Champa's injury, it can't go anywhere. But did you enjoy this uh, this segment, John? Yeah, for some reason, I always enjoy me a good squash match. It's always fun to see one dude just completely obliterate another like that. Mm. And, it, and it's disappointing that Champa is injured because this the interaction between Nana and Evans was... I, I liked it, and I was... Really excited for what this storyline, now that it was starting to actually unfold, had in store. Now, Artie Evans basically explained that he he took all of Prince Nana's money and he now owns the embassy. Um, now, I believe we actually spoke to Prince Nana once, and he said that there were clauses or something that the embassy is always his. So I don't know what's happened here. We may have to get him back on the podcast to uh, find out what the hell's going on, and he'll probably ask us to pay him. He's got no money now. How, is it, how can he afford the peanut butter uh, soup? Well, I mean, remember, if you send him money, he will uh, give you an insult. So Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe he's making his living insulting people. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Maybe that's how he'll get his riches back, by everyone PayPaling him money, and he, he'll send them free insults. Uh, yeah, what would be free insults if you send him money on PayPal? He, he worded it as free insults, so that's just Prince Nana speaking, not me. Uh, we then you know, got you know a lot of things, my friend. Yes, go back and listen to that episode. We're talking about great other podcasts. Go and listen to RH Cast with Prince Nana. That's a that's a fantastic fantastic episode. Um, we then got to the main event, which is for the Ring of Honor World TV title, as Adam Cole defended against Michael Elgin. Um, the end of the match happened when Michael Elgin went to give Cole the uh, powerbomb into the turnbuckle, but. Todd Sinclair was in that corner and got completely squashed in the in the power bomb, and uh, then the Guardians of Truth run in to beat down Cole. Elgin then stops the Guardians of Truth from attacking him. Just um, trying to remember all this. I think then Carino and Jacobs then came out to brawl with the Guardians of Truth. Elgin and Steen started to fight. Um, then Rhino came out to fight with Steen, and they were sort of lightly punching each other in the corner and then and then on the outside. But in the center of the ring, the focus was on Roderick Strong and Michael Elgin arguing with each other. And then the show ended with Kevin Kelly saying how hot and intense Road Rage is going to be next week. Now, it's the go-home show for the pay-per-view. What does Roderick Strong and Elgin shouting at each other have to do with the pay-per-view? You think they'd have switched, with, switched it around with last week's episode? And then switch the second match with the main event, like you said, and have mm. Rhino, Spear, 
not Spear, Rhino Gore, uh, Steen as as the last thing before the pay per view. Yeah, it should have been. That would make sense. Well, it, yeah, because it's the last thing before the the pay per view, isn't it? It's the last thing people are going to see. I mean, I know they've got a they've got a show on Saturday, but not not many people will see that before the pay per view, if any. It's a um, road rage anyway from Bowling. Oh, of course, so it's yeah. It's nothing it is. to do with uh, when we even be about the pay per view. So I don't know why this didn't end with Rhino goring Steen and standing over him, you know, holding the belt in the air. What? Why? Because that would that, make that, way too much that, sense. To me, is not. It just seems so simple. It just this ending was terrible. What is it with Ring of Honor having these really poor brawls and just the show cutting off like they don't have enough time? I mean, it's just terrible. Yeah, I agree. Who knows? Like, now it seems like they're trying to build more now for things in the future and kind of ignore the main build death before dishonor. Mm. Oh no, not not really. I mean, what are they building for the future? They've they've pushed each other plenty of times before. Yeah, argued yeah. all the time. And Truth Martini is like, oh, they're fine. Don't worry about it. Then they team up. Then they lose. And then they just rinse and repeat the same thing. But. Uh, what do you think of the match itself? To be honest, I thought it was quite good, but a bit short. I think that's a side effect of having four matches on this week's show. Yeah, I think it was a bit short, but I think they, you know, with the run and they didn't want to really give away too much on the TV show. So I <laughs> thought the match was good. It was underwhelming because of how it ended, I guess. Even though I was kind of okay with it ending like that. But... Yeah, it was a good match, um, and I'm looking forward to them to wrestling many more times in the future. That Yeah, perhaps that is it. Perhaps they have future plans for these two. I don't know when it would happen at this point, because I can't see it being this year, so perhaps they just didn't want to give too much away. Who knows? But it was enjoyable, if a bit brief. That that's that sounds wrong, but um, <laughs> <laughs> perhaps that's Mondo talking about what he did with Maria. But <laughs> uh, We'll now move on to... A quick preview of Death Before Dishonor X10 State of Emergency that takes place this Saturday live on iPayView, um, available for $15. And for some reason, because it's in... Uh... Now, John, you might have to help me here. Chicago is in Central Time. In the Midwest. Which means it starts... One hour later than normal, so it starts 8.30 Eastern, or 1.30 a.m. if you're in England like me and Stephen. Is that right, John? Yes. Yeah, so um, I don't, it's going to be a pain staying up. I mean, probably tired by half one as it is, but then I've got to watch three hours of Ring of Honor with a lot of the matches. I don't know who any of them are. But we'll sure, get to this. final battle last year that didn't end until like... Five, five in the morning. Five a.m. That was terrible. Um, anyway, we the the first match on the card is a survival of the fittest qualifier. As... Hang on, I just need to go and get my wrist tape. I'll be back in a second. All right, you've got my money, haven't you? Just bring it back when you got. Your yeah, tape. I'll be back in a second. All right, okay. Uh, we have Tadarius Thomas taking on Silas Young. Tadarius Thomas recently appeared at um, I think it was Bruce City Beatdown against Kyle O'Reilly. Um, which is said to be a good match, and he also wrestled QT Marshall or Marshall on the uh, Ring of Honor TV show a couple of weeks ago, and was quite impressive there. And he's taking on Silas Young, who um, I have not seen. He apparently wrestled Michael Elgin recently, and it was said to be a great match. So 
all things would point to this being a good match as well. But I personally don't haven't seen much of either to comment on that. Do you have any more knowledge to share, John? Yeah, I've seen about as much as up to Darius Thomas as you have. I and I came away impressed, but I still want to see more of them so I can further, you know, try to gauge my opinion on them. Because I, I think the only match I've seen him in was the match against QT Marshall or mm. Marshall, however you say his name. Mm. Even his name's annoying. I don't, I don't like QT Marshall. <laughs> Luckily, he's not on the pay per view. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, um, it'll be good to see Tadarius in more of a competitive match that isn't designed to be a a squash match. And um, I really like Silas Young. Um, he was somebody a few years ago I didn't really like at all, but. Watching him other places, he's really grown on me, and I think he could be a really good addition to the roster if they so choose to go that route with him. Mm. Yeah, so we'll have to just look forward to, to this match. And uh, I don't, I mean, who do you think is going to pick up the win? I, I wouldn't know how to call it, to be honest. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm going to guess to Darius Thomas because he has appeared on TV, and I don't remember uh, Silas Young being on the uh, SBG show. Yeah, that's and that's, that's a good point, actually. The winner of this will face Adam Cole, and it will be on TV, so perhaps it will be Tadarius Young, because then it would be like, oh, we've seen Tadarius Young in action before. Tadarius uh, Thomas, sir. What did I just say? Tadarius Young. For all that, hey, you heard it here first, they're becoming a tag team. <laughs> so the tag team advances, the first ever tag team survival of the fetish winners. <laughs> hey, it'd make more sense than Rhett Tutors. That's true. Um, okay, so next we have Carl O'Reilly taking on making his return. I think he seems to disappear and return. Quite, oh no, he was at uh, he's at Cage Hostility. He was at Cage Hostility, but before that, he'd, he'd been gone for a while. He yeah. he's taking on ACH, making his Ring of Honor debut. Who I have not seen. I have heard he is a great high flyer. So putting a great high flyer in the ring against Carl O'Reilly sounds like a good match to me. But it's hard. To get personally excited, not knowing anything about this ACH guy, do you know anything, John? I've only seen a few ACH matches, but they have all been just incredible. To be honest, uh, I am so excited for this. I remember when I just saw the news that ACH would be making his Ring of Honor debut. Is mm. how is how excited I got. I think I was actually looking at like a news wire while recording this, and like I immediately just just threw out the information like in the middle of like a different segment just because of how <laughs> pumped I was. Mm. Um, and putting him in the ring with somebody like Kyle O'Reilly is a great choice because Kyle O'Reilly always seems to work well with people like with high flyers. And that's something that Ring of Honor has been missing a lot lately since El Generico hasn't been appearing as regularly as he used to. And mm. that's a you know a really good high flyer. And I think ACH will bring that. And I was for the longest time I was surprised that uh, Gabe didn't pick him up for Dragon Gate USA because he seems like the kind of person that would fit in perfectly with that kind of style. And I think, you know, this he'd be the perfect person to kind of, I guess, lead a new high-flying... Uh, yeah, it's definitely going to bring something that Ring of Honor is lacking at the moment. So I am personally looking forward to that one. So, I mean, who do you think is going to get the win? It is ACH's debut, but I think O'Reilly's going to have to win here, really. I think O'Reilly picks up the win, but ACH will look great in the process. Mm. Has he been signed, or is he just making a one-off appearance? Do we know? ACH? As far as I know, he's just making the one-off appearance, but oh. hopefully at least in more appearances in the future. 
Mm. Yeah, I'm guessing, you know, a lot of these new guys, it depends on their performance at the pay-per-view, what sort of reaction. Well, maybe, I suppose, SBG don't care about what reaction they get, but... Um, <laughs> they I guess, care. You know, based on their performances, if they look good or not, whether they'll mm. get brought back. Yeah, and also where they live. If you if you like the Young Bucks, TJ Perkins live on the West Coast, you're going to get brought in. <laughs> uh, we Next, we have the House of Truth. Roderick Strong and Michael Elgin, best buddies, taking on Irish Airborne, a team I know absolutely nothing about. So I've heard good things about them. John, do you know anything else? Uh, yeah, uh, Irish Airborne, uh, Jake and Dave Crisp, they had a Ring of Honor run a few years ago. I can't remember the exact year. And it was decent. It wasn't anything great. But, you know, it was worth them sticking around for as long as they did they never they didn't really put on bad matches but they didn't really ever put on really good matches if, mm. if that makes sense but mm. i i haven't seen them much if any since their ring of honor departure but i've heard great things about their current czw run and you know and i guess it's worth bringing them in for another shot because you know they weren't bad their first run and if they've improved i can see see some value in them and I'm looking forward to seeing how they work together with the uh, House of Truth in this match. I'm guessing we'll see um, Roderick Strong and Elgin argue. Perhaps Elgin will walk to the back and then Irish Airborne will get the win by roll-up. I think it's very unlikely that the House of Truth will win here because every match they've teamed in, they lose somehow. You know, They lost to Wrestle's Greatest Tag Team at Caged Hostility. They lost to the Bravados of all teams on the TV show, so... I can't imagine them picking up the win here. Uh, me either. I think uh, Irish Airborne will pick up the win. Next, we have Mr. Killer Instinct, the unbeatable Jay Lethal, taking on the notorious 187 Homicide. John? This should be really good if it's the homicide we saw. Face Eddie Edwards. Eddie Edwards. Mm. This seems like... This is seems like a really good match to me, and... I'm really excited it, it, to see. It all depends on which version of Homicide we get. Are we going to get the one from the, as Stephen called it, the Burrito Street Fight <laughs> at ninth anniversary against Roderick Strong? Or are we going to get the Homicide that defeated? He actually beat Eddie Edwards, didn't he? At, he did. uh, was that Boiling Point or Border Wars? I believe that was uh, Best in the World. There you go. I got, I got it wrong twice. But... <laughs> uh, who do you think is going to get the win? I think it's going to have to be unbeatable Jay Lethal to head into his uh, upcoming title shot in New Jersey. Yeah, I also think... Plus he's unbeatable. It's in his name. Yeah. Didn't he say something on this week's TV show about not being unbeatable, Jay Lethal? He said, he said <laughs> something about like how he has to like overcome the odds or something like that and how like he doesn't always pick up the win. And I was thinking, you always win. He's unbeatable Jay Lethal. It's in his name. Get that. They need to get an unbeatable Jay Lethal T-shirt. Definitely. It's got to be better than the shirt he has now. That's true. Um, yeah, so yeah think, go on. I think Lethal is going to pick up the win to further his momentum, and I think it could potentially be a very, very good match. Mm. Could be contender for best match of the night. It just all depends on which homicide comes out. Absolutely. This seems. This is like a match just based on name value alone. That. Could easily main event pretty much any show out there, like on the independent scene. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we were complaining last week that you know we're halfway through the card here. We've we've done four matches, and all of them have no build. 
because they just like randomly generated. But I can't really complain about this just because it'll be such a good match. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we then have two semi-final matches in the Ring of Honor Tag Team Title Tournament. The first one is Charlie Huss and Rhett Tyus, also known as Rhett Tutus, taking on the Briscoes. So uh, both Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team and the All Not Express had their differences, shall we say, with the Briscoes in the past. So um, I don't think this will be very good, personally. That's just my opinion, because... I mean, we saw Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team face the Briscoes for what felt like 10 years. Um, and Rectitus, I, I don't really know what to expect here, but I'm pretty sure it's guaranteed that Rhett and Charlie will pick up the win here in some sort of screwy fashion. Yeah, and uh, it was announced on this week's TV show that Shelton Benjamin will be in Rhett Tudis' corner for their... He'll probably interfere and let Charlie Huss and Rectitus win. Yeah, I can I can see that. And then in like the finals, it could be Benjamin trying to do the same thing and Titus trying to stop him, which will end up costing him the match or something like that. But I'm hoping that this is a good match. I mean, I'm obviously I'm hoping it's a good match. I'm going to be watching the show. <laughs> That's the reason you pay for it. Yeah, but I'm hoping that you know Titus and Haas's you know past interactions with the Briscoes will lead with some kind of chemistry to where this will be a good match and hope hopefully. I'm wanting Jay and Mark Briscoe to win because they're probably my favorite tag team going right now. I, do, I just can't see this whole Rhett Titus Charlie Haas storyline just being cut off exactly. you know, in the middle of the tournament. It has to get to the final because there are two storylines going on in this tournament. And the other one is with Scum, who will be facing Caprice Common and Cedric Alexander. And if Scum lose any match in this tournament, they are quote-unquote fired from Ring of Honor. So it's pretty obvious that they're going to defeat C&C. Um, and advance to the finals against Charlie Haas and Rhett Titus. But um, I'm, that should be a good match against C&C. C, uh, C C. Yeah, it should be really good. I, I mean, all four of these guys are good wrestlers. I think Jimmy Jacobs in particular could have some really cool uh, interactions with Alexander and Coleman. So mm. I'm looking forward to this. It is, you know, it, from a from a wrestling standpoint, the Briscoes and C and C should advance to the finals. Oh, absolutely. If, if you're talking pure, you want a good match to end this tournament. It should be Briscoes versus C and C. But because of the two storylines, the way these semi-finals have lined up, it's obvious that the two storylines are going to advance to the finals. And that leads me to my next question: Who do you think will win the finals? Um, I'm thinking Jimmy Jacobs and Steve Carino. Just, mm-hmm. just cause the, the whole stipulation. If they lose, they're not no longer in Ring of Honor, and I could easily see Haas and Titus not getting along, and their, I guess, lack of teamwork costing him in the end. Mm, that's true. Now, to be honest, it is quite bad in a way that the the finals of this tag tournament consist of two wrestlers paired together. And have had a total of three matches at that point who, who hate each other. And the other team are two guys who haven't been teaming very long at all. Is that is that strange to you? Yeah, yeah, I can see that. But, you know, I'll take, you know, Titus and Haas. Just throw that, follow that under, like, whatever, I guess. It kind of is. I suppose they are both, they're both already tag team wrestlers, even if they are the worst elements of two teams. Yeah, and then I'll take, you know, and 
Jacobs and Carino have been linked with each other for over a year, and even though they haven't tagged but much. The, the problem is, though, it's very hard to take Scum, mainly Jimmy Jacobs, like as a legitimate wrestler in current Ring of Honor because every single match he's in, he gets pinned, apart from this tournament. Yeah, when they, faced, he... when they faced the Briscoes at the last pay-per-view, they lost. Jimmy Jacobs got pinned. Jimmy Jacobs got pinned um, at Cage Docility. Jimmy Jacobs got pinned in a six-man tag match on TV. You know, he's just sort of the fall guy for the group. And for him to advance to the finals and maybe even win, I know he's very talented, but the way he's been booked just makes it seem a bit strange. And it lead, I just think that, you know, the way they have booked him indicates that they don't see him as, a, you know, as an important asset. Because if they thought he was worthwhile and should be pushed, he'd actually pick up some wins. But all these losses he's got, I'm leaning to think that Rhett and Charlie will win, will win the belts, and uh, Steve Carino and Jacobs will, will leave Ring of Honor. Maybe Carino, right. will, Carino will go into a backstage role and just help as an agent or whatever, or maybe commentator, and Jimmy Jacobs will just be gone because they don't use him at all. So I can't see them being caring that much enough to want to keep him around. But it seems weird that they go ahead and fire him now, or you know, you know, quote unquote, fire them now, when they just now got formed as the official scum faction scum. thing. Yeah, and it, it should be interesting to note that on a few shows after Death Before Dishonor, Jimmy Jacobs is listed as appearing and booked for the show. Now that might not mean anything, but I just thought I'd point that out. Maybe he will win, and, and it I... would. Go on. And I just don't want Titus and Haas to win the belts, to face off with each other and have Titus win the belt because that means we'll be right back to where we were before this whole tournament started. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why didn't you just do that at the start? That's very true. Unless Haas wins and wrestling's greatest tag team of champions. Uh, that, that, you know, I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't be excited about that, but at least that would be some kind of logic instead of Titus Winning the belt and still having to choose his own partner. Mm. Unless he swerved us all and then chooses Chilton Benjamin as his partner. That leaves a whole. No, <laughs> oh, no. Can you imagine that? <laughs> the new wrestling's greatest tag team. Charlie Haas just becomes the outlaw on his own, goes for the world title. Oh, God. Um, oh, dear. Toot, toot. Anyway. Toot, toot, indeed. We then have a Ring of Honor TV title match as Adam Cole takes on Mike Mondo, who will obviously be taking a quick break from sexually assaulting uh, wrestlers' girlfriends. I hope my, Adam Cole's girlfriend isn't in attendance. She'd better watch out if, if she is. But uh, this should be a good match, because as I was saying earlier, you, you put Cole in the ring with anyone, it's a good match. And Mondo's had some great matches against Roderick Strong, Davey Richards, TJ Perkins, etc. recently. So sounds to me like a good match. I've got nothing bad to say about it. My only worry, I suppose I have actually, my only worry is I really hope Mondo doesn't win. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. It might end in a time limit draw, but I don't think Mondo's going to get the win. But it should be a really good match regardless. Because, like you said, Adam Cole puts on a good match with everybody, and Mike Mondo has proven time and time again that he is capable of putting on really good matches when paired up with the right person. Yeah, actually, you know, I was saying that his all of his good matches have been in ones where his opponent carry them. He had a yep. really good match with Matt Taven. He did, where they went out there and just beat the crap out of each other for 10 so minutes. Maybe that QT Marshall thing is down to that Mr. Mr. Marshall. 
Gone to the uh, God's gift of wrestling. Yeah, maybe gift maybe he will wrestle Matt Hardy. Can you imagine that? Do what? Maybe he, QT Marshall will wrestle Matt Hardy. Can you imagine that? That main event's final battle. Somehow QT Marshall wins the belt. Drops <laughs> it to Matt Hardy at final battle. Oh my god. That, that's that's money right there. Um. So yeah, should be a great TV title match. I'm actually quite looking forward to that. Well, I mean. That's... Yeah, I think the reason Mondo will be able to get this title shot without much distraction is because I believe Maria and Mike Bennett will be in Pennsylvania for the uh, King of Trios Chikara shows. This As week. are the Young Bucks. That's why they did not advance in the tag team tournament. Yes, yeah, so I don't think uh, I think Maria is safe for this weekend from being raped. <laughs> at least from Mondo. I'm not sure how the people in Pennsylvania are all, but at least in. At least in Ring of Honor, she's safe from Mondo's. Yes. Yeah, yeah, maybe she should get a restraining order on him. She'd be safe then. Yeah. One of them would just stop getting booked. I wonder what they'd do there. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I was going to say, actually, this, you know, the Cole Mondo match and the Jay Lethal Homicide are the two matches I'm sort of really looking forward to because, as I said, with these newcomers, I don't know any of them. So I, it's hard for me to get too excited and, uh, you know, with the tag team title matches, you don't know how the finals are going to shape. So, for definite, the Mondo, Cole match, Lethal Homicide, both sound really good. So, those are the two matches I'm really looking forward to the most and probably will be the the best two of the night. Would you agree with that? Yeah, those have the potential to be two of the best. And I'd throw in, I know you can't throw them because you don't know, you know, you're not familiar with the rest of it. But I think ACH and Kyle O'Reilly could be the match that steals the show. Mm. But... I think, you know, Jay Lethal and Homicide and Cole and Mondo are two matches that will just be very, very good matches if given the time. Mm. Uh, that brings us to the the main event. Kevin Steen defends the Ring of Honor world title against the Man Beast Rhino. Um, I've said several times before I'm not a big fan of Rhino. Um, when I used to watch, well, actually, I still do watch it, but when he used to main event TNA, um, I think he was feeling with Sting. I was very disappointed that he, Rhino was main eventing pay-per-views, and now it's happening in Ring of Honor, and <laughs> I know why they've done it. You know, he's, they're hoping, you know, putting Rhino in the main event will draw, increase the buys, but it just feels like this isn't what Ring of Honor's about. It's not about these big names, given the big names title matches. I mean, it's very unlikely he's going to win the belt, but I mean, Kevin, it's not like you can say, oh, he's been brought in to put Steen over, but Steen doesn't need that. He's already got all the momentum and crowd support behind him. He doesn't need to, you know, beat anyone like Rhino at this point. And I just don't think it'll be that good of a match either, personally. Now, this is coming from someone who doesn't like Rhino. Let's go to the opposite of that. John? Yeah, I really like Rhino. He's the kind of wrestler I love watching, which is a big dude who can just manhandle his opponents and is a you know really good brawler and has a one of the b- best finishers i know it's just a basic spear but the way it's been built up and the way the opponents sell it it makes the gore one of the best finishers out there and just rhino's size makes it believable mm. and i think this could be a very very good brawl i mean do you think it'll be a uh, a last minute no dq match like the eddie yeah. kingston one yeah. I believe so, and you know, it's I I don't like that they always have seen in in these hardcore brawls, but I think in this case it would make sense because that's pretty much what Rhino is known for is his time in ECW is what he's most remembered for, and while you know he's had you know runs in WWE and TNA, um, 
people still relate him to the ECW hardcore matches, and that's true. And they go think, and they go all through the table in the corner. Exactly, and I think that this, you know, if, if they're smart with the with the weapons, if it is a hardcore match, if it's not just you know hardcore spot, hardcore spot, hardcore spot, if it's like brawl, 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 chair shot, brawl, 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 gore through table, brawl, brawl, brawl. If if it, you know if, if the weapons play into the story of the match and they make sense with the match itself. Mm, there was too many, too much in the Eddie um, Kingston one. Eddie Kingston one, yeah, and that really took away from the match, I thought. But this, this I think, could potentially be a very good match and another good de- title defense for Steen. I, I, I just really like when two wrestlers just go out there and brawl and just beat the crap out of each other for 15, 20 minutes. And I think that's what we could get here. But do you, do you really think that Rhino should be main eventing Ring of Honor pay-per-views? Um, I don't have a problem with it, I guess. If it's something like this, he's not going to win the belt, and it could provide a good match. I, don't, I wouldn't want to see him be pushed as a full-time main eventer for, mm. like a, for an extended period of time. But I think as a one-off like this, it'll be okay. Because he's basically been pushed as the guy who could potentially be the answer to Cornette uh, problem. And, you know, once he's, you know, uh, revealed as not the person who could be that, I see him falling back down the card and just... Mm. Being used make... to put people over, which is, if they're going to use him, that's what he should do. The, yeah, the, exactly. The lower yeah. guys who could uh, deserve... I mean, why not give him a... I wouldn't complain if he was getting the... TV title shot against Cole and let Cole beat him. Yeah, I, could, I could potentially see that happen in the future too. I think him and Cole could, you know, another good dynamic is always the big man versus, you know, the power versus speed is always yeah. a good story. And I think that would be a really good match between Cole and Rhino. Well, uh, that wraps up our preview of Death Before, uh, Death Before Dishonor X10, which is live on pay per view this Saturday on the ROH website. Um, for fifteen dollars, so uh, if that card sounds appealing to you, be sure to go and check it out. Um, I believe the for anyone wondering, the next pay per view is Glory by Honor, which is in Canada, which takes place October thirteenth, so four weeks after. Um, two of those weeks on TV will be um, Road Rage, so there's mm. only going to be two weeks of fresh TV content to build into Glory by Honor, so they'd better. Start building stuff up on Saturday, really, because we know one match, but Steen and Elgin have had no interactions, really, so something better start happening to make people care about the next pay-per-view, because... Yeah, other than, like, momentarily brawling on the latest TV show, there's really been no build between Elgin and They didn't Steen. really brawl, did they? just looked at each other. They, they kinda, I think they might have, like, started a little bit before. Oh, okay. I could be wrong, though. Uh, so yeah, that wraps up our preview, and uh, we'll give we'll be sure to do a podcast next week, and we'll run through the the results of the show and share our opinions because we'll we'll all be watching it live. We'll be tweeting live results uh, at roh underscore world on Twitter, and there'll be a uh, a live report on rohworld.com, which will be uh, sort of detailed results as the show happens. So be sure to check that out if you're not uh, watching it live. So now we're going to get to uh, questions and topics that you've sent in. You can uh, tweet us at rh underscore world, as I, as I just mentioned. We have facebook.com slash roh world or our forum, rohworld.com slash forum. 
and uh, you can send those in any time during the week and we'll uh, discuss them on the show. The first one is from uh, Des. It says, we want Des back. Clap, 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 clap. Any comments, John? Um, he was kicked off the show for a reason. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Des is welcome. Des, if you are listening, you're welcome back any time on the show. I think it's just the scheduling issues with the eight-hour time difference doesn't really work. But uh, hopefully he'll be back soon. Maybe he can come and uh, review Death Before Dishonor next week with us. Yeah, if he can take a break from his grueling class schedule. That's true. We'll be happy to have him back. Um, we have uh, a tweet from Andy Tweet Stuff. Do you think Ring of Honor is dropping the ball with Adam Cole? Do you think he should be the great heel he is instead of being a face? John? Um, I personally haven't seen his heel work. He primarily does that in CZW. It should I've be noted heard... that uh, we interviewed him on Ring RHCast episode, I want to say 23. And he was actually originally going to be brought in as a heel as part of the embassy. But when uh, Adam Pearce left, that obviously didn't happen. But he's been a face ever since he's brought in. And to be honest, I think it works. He's, yeah, he's quite popular. Great. He's TV champion. I could see him eventually turning heel. I think he'd be a good heel world champion. Yeah, he, uh, could, he could be like a great, like smug, arrogant world champion. Mm. But, but I yeah, think I for now, heel work is really, really good. But his face stuff has been so good so far, too. Mm. He can yeah. just do it all, can't he? That's why Ring of Honor better capitalize on him before he goes to uh, WWE, probably. Yeah, absolutely. Got him while they still have him. Mm. We have uh, an email here from uh, Drew. You can email us also, actually. Contact at rohworld.com. Uh, Drew, Drew uh, it was quite a long email, but it's good to hear from our fans he, he enjoys the show but his, his question here is uh, did Ring of Honor begin its current decline not because of Cornette but due to the likes of Joe, Aries, Punk, Danielson and McGuinness leaving the company or retiring and Ring of Honor not having the quality of wrestlers to carry the company I think that the departure of the names he mentioned along with Chris Hero, Claudio Castagnoli you know, Tyler Black El Generico. El Generico. Of course, that's going to, you know, really hurt your company. And then you replace them with QT Marshall. And then the but there's the, the talent on the independent scene is so spread thin now between Ring of Honor and, you know, Dragon Gate USA. Because it seems like back in the day, somebody would leave, they'd find somebody else to step right in, and they'd be like a re- continual replacement. But now independent wrestlers kind of have to decide do I go to Ring of Honor or do I go to this other company and I think that the contracts given out that prohibit them from appearing on each other's shows Hmm. is really hurting the independent scene because there's a lot of talent out there but they're having to choose between the two companies Hmm. and I think if if there wasn't that other company out there I think the Ring of Honor roster would obviously be a lot better but also it has to do with a lot about the weird booking and pushing of wrestlers as well mm. and some of the production issues that's nothing to do with the roster or booking but because it seems like a lot of people are aren't being pushed correctly I get, for lack of a better word it seems like there's still that gap between the main event 
mm. and the rest of the card. And it seemed like back in the day, it, it seemed like almost anybody could potentially challenge for the title and it'd be somewhat believable. But now it, it's there's this gap between the mid card and even maybe the upper mid card and the main event scene that they've been trying to close for a while, but just not doing it because so many wrestlers seem to like the momentum it takes to get to be the believable title contender. And I think that's on booking and it might have to do with either Cornette or delirious. We're not really sure who it is mm. behind a lot of this stuff. And I think they could, they could be doing a whole lot better job with what they have. Mm. We have I hope, a, ramble, I hope that ramble is well on me at least a little bit of sense. I, I understood it. Hopefully the listeners okay. will as well. But uh, Burnside, Burnside on our forum says, "If is Kevin Steen a heel or a face? <laughs> Please show your workings, John." I think he's supposed to be a heel. That, but everybody likes him so much that they still cheer for him. Because, I mean, that, that promo after, uh, what was it, Best in the World? That failed big time, didn't it? That a failed, but that's, that's them trying to push him as a heel. Uh, some, of, some of what he said to Eddie Kingston before and during the match at Bowling Point is are, were heel things to say and do. And I guess he's trying to be pushed as a heel, but it's just not working. Everybody's still cheering for him. And like I said a minute ago, this is... Some of the problems with the booking, they need to realize that that's not working and adjust it accordingly. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that, I think they might be trying to do that by facing, by pairing him up with the heel at this review of Rhino, but he still comes across as somebody who's a failed heel and is just getting cheered as a face. Mm. I mean, the, the way they're booking him is like, Cornette is this old man who doesn't like the crazy antics of Kevin Steen and tries to ban him from doing moves. He's like the boss of the company. And then Kevin Steen is the man giving the middle finger to the boss, just doing what he wants. Who's, who's going to boo that? I know, the, way they, the way they present Kevin Steen is completely wrong if they want him to be a heel. It seems, yeah, because just imagine if Austin was a heel against McMahon back in the day and McMahon was the face. It just makes wouldn't sense. Hurt. And that's kind of a long same storyline i guess i mean it's not you know the same magnitude or anything of that but it's the same basic principle that there's this anti-authority figure kind of sticking it to the to the man mm. and people want like like to see that and like cheering for that but yeah, just a lot to... of people hate the bosses or teachers if they're still in school or whatever so they want to get behind that and they're just doing the opposite of it here and it seems and nobody wants to cheer for the establishment Nobody wants to cheer for the man. And that's what they're trying to... No one wants they're... to cheer for Cornette because everyone hates him and most Ring of Honor fans hate him. And it seems like they're just trying to make people cheer for the wrong guy and it's just it's stupid, to be honest. Mm. But, uh, no, I don't even think they can make him heal. As I said earlier, the only person that might get a better reaction would be El Generico. Yeah, the only person that they, they can get... You know, more, I guess, you can get Kevin Steen booed would be Generico, but that's because Generico is probably one of the most popular faces there is out there. Mm. And I don't think anybody's ever going to get cheered over Generico. Yeah, that's true. So, do you think they should just give up and treat Kevin Steen as a heel, or should they change how he acts and presents himself to make him an actual heel? They should listen to the fans, and if the fans want him a face, transition him, have keep acting the same, but mm. keep him, but. 
I guess, change Cornette's role to make him more heelish, I guess. It really doesn't make sense that here's this guy who is apparently taking the company hostage, wants to destroy it, and everyone cheers for him. <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah, destroy Ring of Honor! Rebuild it in your image, Kevin Steen! <laughs> well, well I, I guess people cheer to that because they don't like the way Ring of Honor is going, and if he rebuilds it in his image, he hopefully won't get things like Matt Hardy. That's true. Yeah, uh, I find it funny. He's like, I want to destroy Ring of Honor. It was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a question from DX versus NWO, nineteen ninety four. What's the problem with Matt Hardy being brought in if he's only being brought in, more than likely in his opinion, to put Kevin Steen over, just like Rhino is going to? Because I don't want to see Matt Hardy wrestle Kevin Steen. That's re- the problem. Uh, uh, people people uh, make the comments like, oh, this could bring in more money and everything. I don't care about the money it could possibly bring in. If it's not entertaining to me, I don't want to see it. Yeah, I'm the fan of the product who spends money on it. I mean, I set up my own website because I was that big of a fan of the product and pay, you know, to keep the forums and the website all running, put all the time in. And I'm a huge fan of Ring of Honor. I want the product to be good. Good is not Matt Hardy. I don't want to see him wrestling at all in Ring of Honor, let alone the main event of what is basically Ring of Honor's WrestleMania. Yeah, and I hope, and I hope you know if Matt Hardy does get the does wrestle, I hope he proves us wrong and puts on an outstanding match because you know I want. Yeah, I'll admit, I'll admit I'm wrong, but I seem that I find that extremely unlikely. But yeah, I, I just don't want to see it, and that seems to be the opinion of a lot of Ring of Honor fans. And I think that right there is the problem with bringing Matt Hardy in. Mm. The fans don't want it. The Ring of Honor yeah. fans don't want it, so they won't order it. They might get a few new fans, but they've just pissed off the current fans who might just stop watching it completely. Oh, I mean, yeah, as, I, as I've already said in the show, I honestly, I'm not going to order it if Matt Hardy's main eventing it, because that is showing my support for that decision. So it's the only way to say I do not support this is not watch it. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably accidentally order it out of just habit at this point. No, just don't. I'll, I'll fire you. Even though you're not technically an employee, I will somehow fire you from the opposition. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he did actually continue, um, but we sort of answered his question before we sort of cut him off. But uh, Ring of Honor has had a history of bringing in established names to put their own talent over. I'm personally reserving judgment on Matt Hardy before I jump to conclusions. Besides, no one has specifically said Final Battle. All that was mentioned was in pay-per-view. It could be any future pay-per-view. doesn't matter which one it is. But, but yeah, but which pay-per-view could it realistically be if they're building it up now? Can't because be glory by Anna because Elgin's it? getting that shot. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna have to be final battle. So unless they wait until the anniversary show, but oh, that'd be even. I don't know if that'd be even worse on the anniversary of Ring of Honor. Let's have <laughs> Matt Hardy come out. Um, but... he, he also continues. Um, I pay per view main event is very general and could mean any kind of match. Could be Hardy and two others versus Scum for all we know. Regar- regardless, I think it's important to wait and see what unfolds before jumping to in- conclusions. I mean, yeah, yeah it, it could be a rumor. He might not even wrestle, but what we're saying is if he does, we don't want to see him wrestle in Ring of Honor at all. Yeah, but I'm going to wait. I'm going to try to take a wait and see approach. We'll have a much better idea of what's happening next week on the show. Next, next week's podcast. Mm hmm. Um, we have Robert Reed. A question from him. He says, uh, "Do you want Kevin Steen's match with Rhino to be a hardcore one? He's had so many, and it'd be nice to see him in a regular match stipulation. But Rhino is known for his hardcore matches. What do you want, and what do you think will happen?" 
I think we've uh, touched on this, haven't we, John? Yeah, but I'll just, you know, I guess answer this question again. Um, I don't want it to be a hardcore match. I didn't want his match with Kingston to be a hardcore match. Mm. But I think this is going to be a hardcore match, and I think it would be better as a hardcore match, unlike his match with Kingston, which I think would be would have been a lot better as just a normal match. I think this match could benefit from having the hardcore elements. Mm. Now, as someone who's not a fan of Rhino, as I've said, and not looking forward to this, I think it should be a hardcore match just to make it a bit better, but I hope they just don't go overkill. As you said, they do a bit of brawling, do a chair shot or whatever, then a bit of brawling, then a, a table spot. If it's spread out and it adds to the match, then it could be better, but if they just go overkill, then... Yeah, yeah that, but, that was a problem. Yeah, with with all these hardcore matches though, do you think it's? I mean, is Kevin Steen's condition in a point where he needs hardcore matches or something? Because obviously you get to rest them more in those, don't you? Because there's a lot of downtime in hardcore matches. Yeah, I guess so, but it still has to be taking a terrible toll on his body. Because that's true. Yeah, yeah, his condition condition is not going to get any better if they keep having him go through tables. And he's still you know landing on chairs and the guardrails and everything. Mm-hmm. But because it's not just here, he's if, if he was you know doing these mat, kind of matches like once every few months for Ring of Honor, it would be bad, but it wouldn't be as bad. But he's doing these kind of matches all over the place. He's having these kind of matches in PWG, from what I read on a pretty consistent basis. I don't watch the I don't watch PWG, but I keep up with the results, and it seems like he's always in these kind of matches. So I'm kind of worried about like what he's going to be like in a few years from the style of his wrestling uh, in all these matches. And I hope, hopefully this will kind of be the last of these hardcore matches. And he'll, if he faces Matt Hardy, that's going to have to be a gimmick match, surely. Uh, yeah. Ugh. Anyway, um, we, we have, uh, I thought it was actually going to be the last question and technically the main event, but I refreshed the page and there was more. So sorry, Marcus, your weekly troll questions are not main eventing this week. Um, I'll put this one to you, John. Um, explain the Haas slash Titus team in 30 words, 30 words or less and include the word shafting. Shafting? Mm-hmm. Does that count as a word? Like the, me asking shafting? No, 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 no. Okay. I think the Red Tudis tag team is shafting the fans from seeing a very good tag team title tournament final. 21 <laughs> words. <laughs> wow, well done. Um, he continues, uh, do you think Kevin Kelly's admiration of Nigel is going too far now that he's starting to go with the same balding look? John? Um... I don't think it's possible to go too far admiring Nigel McGuinness. I mean, do you so, think Kevin Kelly will be completely bold and will be wearing sunglasses at the next TV taping? And then creeping on Maria at all times? Maybe. Start calling so. everyone wankers or something? <laughs> uh, That's not wanker injection! I mean lethal injection! <laughs> wanker injection! <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee, that probably makes no sense. Um... Hopefully the British fans will get that. Uh, we have one from Burnside. It's not really a question. I don't even know if this is an insult towards me and my country. But I'm going to read this. 
I'll, be, I'll make the determination if you should be offended or not. Do British people like Nigel McGuinness and yourselves realise that when you use the expression ever so, examples, the dropkick is ever so dangerous, Kevin, <laughs> headshots are ever so frightening, my tea is ever so sweet, Alice, that, you Amer- that to Americans you inevitably sound like adorable little early 20th century schoolgirls. I hope you read this out loud. Yes, I did, Burnside, and I never say ever so. Should I be offended by this comment, John? You should be ever so offended by this comment. <laughs> should Burnside be ever so banned for this insult? I agree. It's, it's, it's a funny word. Ah, funny word. It's two words. It's, it's, it's one of those compound words, like nevertheless. He, he's wrote it as two here. Is it? I don't know. I never say it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have Microsoft Word open. This is an awful way to end the show. This is absolutely... Yeah, it is two words. And now okay. there's people in the forum talking about the phrase. Anyway, let's just end the show, because if I keep refreshing this thread, people could be talking in there for ages. Um, anyway, yeah, that uh, that's the end of the show. I mean, it looks like Stephen didn't come back with the wrist tape. I mean... Uh... That's ever so surprising. <laughs> Should we go and check if his car's still there? I mean, he's got the money I paid him for the appearance this week. I believe somebody better got there and check on him. Yeah, we yeah we need to go and find where Stephen is. Um, so we we hope you enjoyed the show. I think it's been a really long one. I apologise for that. But uh, next week we'll be uh, reviewing Death Before Dishonor X10. So be sure to tune in for to that. Uh, thank you for thank you for joining me, John. You're welcome. Thank you for thank you to Stephen for well sort of appearing. And uh, thank you to everyone who listened to the show. We do hope you enjoyed it, and we will see you all next week. What's up, fool? Oh dear, what a botch. Anyway, hello everyone. Welcome to episode <laughs> 53 of ROH Cast. My name's. <laughs> Let's restart it. <laughs>